0: This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University, WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team.
1: Good evening, everyone. For this Thursday, April fifteenth, 2021, I'm Michaela Wheeler.
2: And I'm Zane Bowles. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Capitol Police watchdogs say force needs a, quote, cultural change, unquote. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Kyle Weiss will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Ryan Serk will be in with the FM 88 sports report. The current temperature outside is a cloudy 51 degrees.
1: And now on to our top story. A much-awaited economic boom coming off the pandemic recession appeared to edge closer to reality today with fresh data showing the pace of layoffs dwindling. Consumer spending freely and manufacturing rebounding. The latest barometers point to an economy that's steadily regaining its health as vaccinations accelerate. Business curbs are lifted in many states and more people willing to travel, shop, eat out, and otherwise resume their spending habits. Though many Americans who have lost their jobs or income are still suffering, hopes are rising that the benefits of the recovery will spread further in the coming months to groups of people who have yet to benefit.
2: Divers are way to break in stormy weather that will allow them to reach a capsized oil industry vessel in search for survivors. Twelve people were still missing from the lift boat that flipped over Tuesday in hurricane-force winds and high seas off the Louisiana coast. Coast Guard Petty Officer 2nd Class Jonathan Lawley said today that rescuers don't know whether any of the missing might be caught inside. The Coast Guard expects the divers to make it to the vessel today, but their safety is also a factor. Six people from the Sea Corps Power were rescued alive and one person's body was recovered from the water yesterday.
1: A new wave of public health advocacy is, that is multilingual, culturally sensitive, entertaining, and personal is rapidly replacing mundane public service announcements and the battle to stamp out the disinformation around COVID-19 vaccines and communities of color. Barbers are busting vaccine myths as they cut hair, while a company that made comics to combat Islamic extremism is creating Spanish-language animated stories to smash conspiracy theories hindering Latinos from getting shots. The innovative messaging has grown out of urgency. Black and Latino people who have been hit disproportionately hard by the coronavirus, yet their vaccination rates are less than half of that of white people.
2: A white former Minnesota police officer faces her first court appearance in the traffic stop shooting of black motorist Dante Wright that has engulfed a small Minneapolis suburb in four straight days of conflict between protesters and police. Kim Potter is expected to appear via Zoom this afternoon. She was charged yesterday with second-degree manslaughter in what her chief said appeared to be a case of confusing her taser with her handgun. Wright's family members, black community leaders, and others are calling for more serious charges. They say there's no excuse for the shooting.
1: The top watchdog for the U.S. Capitol Police told a House committee today that there is a need for culture change within the force after broad failures in its response to the January 6th insurrection, including missed intelligence predicting a, quote, war, unquote, and weapons that were so old that officers didn't feel comfortable using them. Capitol Police Inspector General Michael A. Bolton has investigated the force's missteps since the siege when hundreds of President Donald Trump's supporters broke into the building and sent lawmakers fleeing for their lives. In a 104-page report obtained by the Associated Press, he paints a dire picture of his agency's ability to respond to future threats and casts doubt on whether the force would be able to respond to another large-scale attack.
2: Coming up, West Virginia jobless rate falls to 5.9%. That and more news from across the tri-state when News & radio returns right after this.
0: So what does WMUL mean by the cutting edge? Well, not this, but this. Marshall University students
1: say it's not easy being Greek. Nope, not this either. Whew.
0: But this, oh yeah. And finally, zero percent this, but one hundred percent this. Got it. Touchdown. Thundering herd. So the cutting edge means award-winning news, music, and sports—not uh, cutting stuff eighty eight point one w m u l the worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Good evening everyone and welcome to the fifth oldest stadium in college football. Nipper Stadium. Buckeye Field, Columbus, Ohio. Thundering herd and the 24th ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. Here in Raleigh, North Carolina at Coke Field at Dale Park. At the UK Soccer Complex
1: in the heart of bluegrass country. Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome back to Houston, Texas, the site of the 2008 Conference USA Softball
0: Tournament. WMUL-FM Huntington.
1: Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Michaela Wheeler.
2: And I'm Zane Bowles. Services are set for a West Virginia high school athlete who was fatally shot last week. The funeral for Capitol High School senior Kelvin K.J. Taylor will be held tomorrow at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. Visitation will be held for two hours prior to the 11 a.m. service. Face coverings will be required and social distancing measures will be in place. The 18-year-old Taylor was shot in the chest on April 7th. On Monday, police announced that a vehicle of interest was located in Kanawha County, although no further details were released. Taylor had played football and basketball and was set to graduate next month.
1: Authorities say they found two people dead and two others injured in a house fire in Kentucky. A statement from the Louisville Fire Department says firefighters were dispatched around 3 a.m. today and arrived to find a heavy blaze at the one-story home. The statement said two people were found dead inside the home. Officials say fire crews rescued another person and a fourth occupant got out before emergency personnel arrived. Both injured people were treated and taken to a local hospital. Updated conditions were not immediately available. The cause of the blaze is under investigation.
2: Juggling church and football can be a typical Sunday for NFL fans. The coronavirus pandemic had some college football fans facing the challenge. Leagues in the football championship subdivision pushed football to this spring due to the virus. Schools still face some of the same issues in spring that colleges dealt with in the fall. Canceled games, limited practices, sideline players. But Sundays were more of a spring thing. The Ohio Valley Conference and Northeast Conference decided to play on Sunday to help school staff all the sports in this chaotic spring. But teams got it done, and now the 16-team FCS playoff bracket will be announced Sunday with the rest of the teams turning their attention back to fall.
1: Authorities say a Cleveland police officer has fatally shot a man who pulled a gun from his waistband as officers tried to arrest him on a murder warrant. The shooting occurred this morning on the city's east side. The 25-year-old man who was pronounced dead at the scene hasn't been identified. Police Chief Calvin Williams, at a news briefing, said a resident had called police about the man who had been, quote, victimizing, unquote, the neighborhood. Williams says the man ran after officers spotted him. The Cuyahoga County Sheriff's Office is investigating the shooting. Williams says officers' body cameras were activated.
2: West Virginia's seasonally adjusted unemployment rate has dropped below 6% for the first time since the coronavirus pandemic hit a year ago. Workforce West Virginia says the rate dropped three-tenths of a percentage point to 5.9% in March. It was the lowest rate since March 2020 when it was at 5.3%. The rate jumped to a high of 15.6% in April 2020 as employers temporarily closed their doors during the pandemic, but has fallen steadily since. The number of unemployed West Virginians fell by 2,400 in March to 47,300. The national unemployment rate in March dipped two-tenths of a percentage point to six percent.
1: Coming up next, Alaska denied benefits to gay couples despite court rulings. That and more news from around the nation when NewsCenter 88 returns. Stay with us.
0: supported her through every accomplishment in her life.
3: Cross, paw, I tied my shoes.
0: While your ultimate goal is to teach her to stand on her own.
3: Let go, let go. I can do it.
0: There are things she just can't do without your support.
1: There were drugs and alcohol at the party.
0: Talk with the teens in your life. And if they're in substance abuse treatment and recovery, support them. Help them turn the hardest thing they've ever done into their greatest accomplishment. For information and treatment referral, call
3: 1-800-662-HELP. Are you training for a marathon or something? I heard if you lose lots of weight, you can prevent diabetes. Get real. You don't have to knock yourself out to prevent diabetes. Take small steps. Talk to your health care provider. Losing a small amount of weight by being active 30 minutes five days a
0: week and eating healthier can prevent diabetes. For more information, call 1-800-438-5383 and ask for Get Real, a message from the Department of Health and Human Services National Diabetes Education Program. Wondering what to do on a dull day?
3: Well, I get kind of tired of hearing that same old music. MUL's got real variety. From jazz and blues to rock and progressive. 88.1's the place to be. I'm at WMUL Marshall University.
1: Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Michaela Wheeler.
2: And I'm Zane Bowles, Chicago Mayor. Lori Lightfoot is urging the public to remain peaceful and reserve judgment until an independent board can complete its investigation into the police shooting of a 13 year old boy last month. During a news conference before the promised release of investigation materials, Including body camera footage of an officer fatally shooting Adam Toledo on March 29th, Lightfoot called on people to keep calm. Choking up at times, Lightfoot decried the city's long history of police violence and misconduct, especially in black and brown communities, and said too many young people are left vulnerable to, quote, systemic failures that we simply must fix, unquote. The Civilian Office of Police Accountability said it would release footage of Toledo's March 29th shooting and other materials today.
1: U.S. stocks are rallying toward, excuse me, rallying toward records after a suite of stellar data suggested the recovery for the economy and corporate profits is accelerating. The S&P 500 was 1% higher this afternoon tr- in trading and on track to surpass its all-time high set on Tuesday. Expectations are very high on Wall Street that the economy is in the midst of exploding out of the cavern created by the pandemic. Reports today only bolstered those expectations, including ones showing how hungry Americans are to spend again, how fewer workers are losing their jobs, and how much fatter corporate profits are getting.
2: A southeastern Missouri city has agreed to pay $500,000 to settle its part in a lawsuit brought by the family of a black man who died in jail after having his neck pinned down for several minutes by the knee of a white sheriff. A federal judge said yesterday that she would likely approve the settlement between the mother, widow, and nine children of Tory Sanders and the city of Charleston and several of its police offenders, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch reported. The family's lawsuit is still pending against Mississippi County. The former sheriff and jail staffers, Missouri's previous and current attorneys general, both investigated Sanders' death but declined to bring charges.
1: A federal judge has given the green light to move jailed R&B singer R. Kelly to New York City to go on trial this summer after several delays. Kelly has been held in Chicago, where he's facing a potential second trial in the fall of the separate federal case related to a sprawling sex crimes investigation. The trial in Brooklyn federal court has been delayed several times because of the pandemic, but the judge said today that it would finally go forward, and on August 9th, Kelly has been denied charges that has denied charges he sexually exploited women and girls
2: Court documents obtained by the Associated Press show the Alaska wrongly denied benefits to same-sex spouses for years by claiming their unions were not recognized even after courts struck down gay marriage bans The agency that determines eligibility for a yearly oil wealth check paid to nearly all Alaska residents denied the payout for same-sex spouses or dependents of military members stationed in other states for five years after a federal court invalidated Alaska's ban on same-sex marriage in 2014. One spouse sued and the state settled the lawsuit yesterday. In the settlement, the state acknowledged it wrongly denied the benefits and said it wouldn't do it again.
1: Coming up next, U.S. expels Russian diplomats, imposes sanctions for hacking. Your daily political update when NewsCenter 88 returns, right after this.
3: You have a CD for any mood. You've got everything from rainy day
0: jazz to pure existential angst. You've got CDs to dance to, boogie to, shimmy to, mosh to, and totally rock out to. You've got rock, rap, pop, -pop, alt-pop, sub-pop, hip-hop, jazz, blues, country, metal, punk, and some stuff they don't even have a name for yet. But do you have a first aid kit? You have the things that make you happy. Get the things that make you
3: prepared. An all-hazards emergency preparedness kit can help. Ready kits are available at your local retailer. Learn more at ready.gov.
1: But mom! Don't but mom me. You heard what the doctor said. I'm fine, I just got my bell rung. It's not like I blacked out. You've had headaches, dizzy spells, and you're just not yourself. That's not feeling fine. Come on, I can't miss the game. It's still serious even if you didn't black out. It's better to miss one game than the whole season.
3: All concussions are serious. Know the warning signs and never let your child return to play before a healthcare professional says it's okay. A message from CDC.
1: Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Michaela Wheeler.
2: And I'm Zane Bowles. House Democrats are poised to pass legislation that that they say would help close the gap between what men and women are paid in the workplace, though the measure faces little chance of overcoming Republican opposition in the Senate. The bill would make it easier to sue employers over pay discrimination, curb the ability of companies to retaliate, and beef up enforcement of existing laws. It would also ban employers from prohibiting employees from discussing their salaries. Democrats say the bill is needed because white women make, on average, 82 cents to every dollar earned by white men. But Republicans counter it would largely be a boon for trial lawyers looking to sue.
1: Legislation introduced by a group of Democratic lawmakers would add four seats to the nine-member Supreme Court in a long-shot bid designed to counter the court's rightward tilt during the Trump administration. Republicans are criticizing the effort as a potential power grab that would reduce the public's trust in the judiciary. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says she might not bring it up for a vote if it advanced out of committee, and the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee is noncommittal as well. President Joe Biden last week created a commission to spend the next six months examining the idea of expanding the court and instituting term limits for justices.
2: A meeting aimed to improve fraught ties between NATO allies Greece and Turkey quickly descended into a tense exchange of accusations between the two countries' foreign ministers today. Greek Foreign Minister Nikos Dendias traveled to Ankara today to meet his Turkish counterpart Melvet Kafizoglu, following a slight easing of tensions. Appearing before the cameras to deliver their press statements, the two initially spoke about keeping the channels of dialogue open and increasing economic cooperation in an effort to improve ties. But their meeting soon turned sour after Dindias accused Turkey of violating Greece's sovereign rights and warned that Ankara would face European European Union sanctions if the violations continue. Cavisoglu retorted calling Dindias' words, quote, unacceptable, unquote.
1: The UN humanitarian chief is warning that the grave humanitarian crisis in Ethiopia's embattled Tigray region is deteriorating, with no sign of Eritrean troops withdrawing and alarmingly widespread reports of systemic rape and other sexual violence, mainly by men in uniform. Mark Lowcock told a closed secretary council meeting today that the UN knows... That 4.5 million of Tigray's nearly 6 million people need humanitarian aid. And the government estimates 91% of the population needs emergency food. He said his office this week received the first reports of more than 150 people dying from hunger.
2: The White House is announcing the expulsion of 10 Russian diplomats and sanctions against dozens of people and companies. The moves are to hold the Kremlin accountable for interference in last year's presidential election and the cyber hacking last year of federal government agencies. The sanctions announced today represent the first retaliatory actions announced against the Kremlin for the hack. Familiarly known as the Solar Winds Breach, Russia swiftly denounced the actions and warned of retaliation. The U.S. measures signal a harder line against russian leader vladimir putin whom president donald trump was reluctant to criticize even as his administration pursued its own sanctions
1: and coming up kyle Weist will have a complete look at your metro huntington weather forecast and ryan be in with the fm88 sports report stay with us
3: It's important that healthcare providers, including doctors and nurses, either wash their hands with soap and water or use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer, both before and after they touch you. Healthcare providers know to practice hand hygiene, but sometimes they forget. You and your loved ones can play a role by asking and reminding healthcare providers to wash their hands, especially while they're caring for you. They don't mind being asked to wash their hands. They want to prevent infections as much as you do. A message from the CDC.
0: This is the broadcast voice of.
3: Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Kyle Weiss, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It's a mostly cloudy 53 degrees out today with a humidity of about 45% and a northwest wind of about 9 miles an hour. Mostly cloudy conditions will likely stick around for the rest of the day with tonight's low dipping into the 30s. The pollen count for the next few days is expected to stay on the high side as well as the days ahead. Friday, partly cloudy conditions are expected with a high of 61 and a low of 41. As for the weekend, cloudy conditions likely to continue with temperatures hanging between the low 60s and the low 40s. Today's weather word of the day is a hook echo. A hook echo is the characteristic curve-shaped signature of a tornadic supercell on a radar. A tornado is often located near the tip of the hook. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a mostly cloudy 53 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for News Center 88. I'm Kyle Weiss.
1: Thanks, Kyle. Now, Ryan Cirk joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report.
0: Thanks, guys. A big weekend for Marshall Athletics is approaching. On Friday, the weekend begins with the Marshall softball team taking on Florida Atlantic at 1 p.m. Andrew Rogers will have the solo call from Dot Hicks Field. Heard softball is coming off a 3-1 series loss to Middle Tennessee, the first conference series of the season for the herd. The Marshall baseball team will also be coming off a loss when it takes on Florida International at the Kennedy Center at 3 p.m. Christian Palmer and Justin Zimmer will bring the broadcast of that one. On Saturday, the Marshall baseball team begins the loaded day of action with the noon first pitch followed up by a scheduled 3 p.m. first pitch in Game 2 of the doubleheader against the Panthers. Nick Verzellini and Ben Cower will be there for both games. Softball gets things started at 1 p.m. in its doubleheader with FAU. Game 2 is planned for 3 p.m. Both games will be brought to you by Andrew Rogers. The 3 p.m. hour is a busy one, as the Marshall Spring football game is slated for that time as well. The 2021 green white game will be the first look at new head coach Charles Huff's squad. All tickets are $5, although seating is reserved and not general admission like previous spring football events. Parking is $20 in the west lot, although tailgating will not be permitted because of COVID 19 protocols. Students can pick up their complimentary tickets at the gate C window starting at 1 p.m. On the day of the spring game, and can purchase guest tickets at $5 each. The game will not only serve as an opportunity for fans to get a glimpse of the 2021 football team, but it will also allow the team to simulate a game day experience and routine of a Saturday in the fall. Huff said as of Monday that the team was in a good position football-wise, and that most of the system installs were completed. Quote, players have a pretty good knowledge and grasp of the system that we're trying to run, Huff said. They're not masters of the system yet. That is what the next phase is for, but they do have a good feel for it. End quote. The system Huff has been installing offensively is different than what the Herd ran last season, resembling more so the style of play seen by Alabama. That means more run pass options and stretching the field vertically and horizontally in the passing game. Integral to that style of play succeeding is the quarterback position, and in Marshall's quarterback room, Grant Wells is the number one guy. Quote, he's playing with a lot more confidence, Huff said about Wells. I want Grant to operate with an attack mentality. We're trying to score. End quote. Wells and the first team offense will line up against the first team defense on Saturday, providing the best competition for each side of the ball. Before the football game gets underway, however, at 12.30 p.m., there will be the annual spring fountain ceremony at the center of campus. And before that, there will be the alumni football game at Jones C. Edwards Stadium at 11 a.m. Admission comes with the spring game ticket. On Sunday, closing out the busy weekend, it will be softball first at noon, closing out the series with FAU. Nick Verzellini and Justin Zimmer will bring you the action. Baseball is at 1, wrapping up the series with FIU. Finally, at 2 p.m., the Marshallmen's soccer team will officially cap off the weekend with a top 15 tilt with the Charlotte 49ers. Winner secures the conference's bid to the NCAA tournament. In a sense, it is the Conference USA Championship game. We will have the call live from Hoops Family Field. It will be Andrew Rogers and I bringing it to you. In national news, the biggest story of the day comes from the NBA, where veteran center LaMarcus Aldridge announced his retirement on Twitter. His announcement comes as a surprise, but his decision was made after discovering an irregular heartbeat in his last game. Aldridge wrote in a statement posted on Twitter, quote, for 15 years, I've put basketball first, and now it is time to put my health and family first. Aldridge was recently acquired by the Brooklyn Nets, and Nets general manager, Sean Marks, said the team fully supports Aldridge's decision to retire. Quote, we know this was not an easy decision for him, but after careful consideration and consultation with medical experts, he made the best decision for him, his family, and for his life after basketball. End quote. Mark said in a statement. Aldridge will end his NBA career as a seven-time All-Star. That'll do it for today's Sports Report. For FM 88 Sports, I'm Grant Goodrich.
1: About dropping out of school and making. Thanks Ryan. When we return on New Center 88, you've heard of naked political moves, but this is ridiculous. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88.
3: Institute for Better Radio, we're always looking for ways to improve your listening experience on 88.1 WMUL. By using trained monkeys, we try out new innovations here before bringing them to you, our listener. For instance, how
0: does no commercial sound?
3: Smashing!
0: How about a wide music variety? Outstanding! Because we're not money-driven, we can bring you better radio here
3: on 88.1 WMUL. Now, back to the lab.
0: The adventure of a lifetime. <laughs> Destiny will be revealed. Bear witness to a living legend.
3: We've got to get out of here. I know. It's coming! No. It's here.
0: The Cutting Edge. Slicing through the airwaves to a radio near you. WMUL 88.1 FM.
2: And finally today on News Center 88, it was a naked political move and a member of the Canadian Parliament is apologizing for it. Lawmaker William Amos was seen yesterday at a virtual meeting of the House of Commons completely naked. A screenshot from the Canadian press shows Amos standing behind a desk. The only cloth visible were two flags of Canada and the province of Quebec. Meanwhile, Amos's privates were hidden by what appeared to be a mobile phone held in one hand. Amos said it was all, quote, an unfortunate error, unquote. He says his camera was accidentally on as he was changing into his work clothes after going for a jog. He promises it won't happen again.
1: Talk about aged beef. An escaped beefalo that has been on the run for more than eight months has been captured. The animal, a cross between a bison and domestic cattle, got free of its handlers August 3rd while being taken to a meat processing plant in Plymouth, Connecticut. Since then, the beefalo named Buddy made occasional appearances in wildlife camera. While eluding efforts to lure him back into captivity with food, Buddy has been tracked down, corralled at a farm where he was hanging out with some cows. Fortunately, Buddy won't end up as someone's plate. Authorities say they won't pack him off to meatpackers. Instead, money has been raised for his care.
2: And that does it for this edition of news Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash For Michaela Wheeler, Kyle Weiss, Ryan Serk, Dave Atkins, and the entire New Center 88 team. I'm Zane Bowles, and your thought of the day is, without deviation from the norm, progress is not possible. Frank Zappa.